You're listening to The Bill Murphy Show, the music interview show featuring the best in the business. From behind the scenes, in the studio, and on the stage. Available by subscription for free on iTunes and at BillMurphyShow.com. And now, here's your host, Bill Murphy. And here's another brand new show for you on this Thursday, May 10th, 2012. Brought to you as usual by Lulu's Baycheck. Great live music, fresh Florida seafood, those gigantic fishbowl drinks all in Beach Place on A1A in the heart of Fort Lauderdale Beach. Great site for live music. Go to them by and check out their schedule. You can catch, you can just be confident that there's a great live band there any Thursday, Friday, or Saturday night. Lots of great shows coming up. We appreciate your participation, liking, and sharing lately. And spreading this show around the world today, we bring you another great South Florida band, an all-female rock and roll act called Siren. And joining me in the studio today, we have all five members, plus their producer, Gary Vandy. We're going to learn all about their self-titled debut EP and which is going to be part of a full album project here sometime in the summer of 2012, hopefully. So let me introduce you to Marissa, lead vocalist, guitarist, Katie, bassist, Christy, drummer, Paige, keyboard player, Julie, and producer, Gary Vandy. Thanks for coming, you guys. Glad to be here. That's so cool that you all decided to come in person and do it. And we can, you know, because telephone's a little weird. We can only get one or two of you on at the same time. So it's great that I'll be able to talk to all of you and learn about what's going on and listen to some of this great new music. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about, let's start with uh, with Marissa. Sorry about that. Uh, With your beginnings in music in, first of all, how old are you? I'm 18. You're 18. And all of you guys are right around the same age? More or less. 17, 18. Very nice. Getting a nice early start in the business. The way it should be. Okay, so how did you first get started, Marissa, into music? When was, I always like to ask all of my guests, when was the first time you knew that you had some sort of a sense of music? Can you remember how young of an age that was? That's a little hard to answer. Um, Just throughout my life, I grew up listening to classic rock from my parents. And just, I loved it so much. And when I got involved in music and learning how to sing, I realized this is what I want to do. It's cool. It's nice to see this generation growing up that had cool classic rock parents, you know, that kind of, because this music is timeless and your music is sort of in the same vein as classic rock. It it sort of pays tribute to classic rock. It has that sound and was uh, produced and recorded by Jason Bonham, which I want to get into. That's going to be intense because once you hear this, you'll realize that you got a lot of heavy uh, sound from working with Jason. Um, let's work around the room a little bit and kind of ask the same stories because I know we've got something interesting in there about somebody at a young age. Katie, let's uh, ask you a little bit about your earliest memories of music. When was the first time you can remember back as a kid and knowing how much you you know dig music and knew that music was going to be part of your future? Well, it started around, I want to say six. That's what I like to hear, six and years. So what happened at six years old? <laughs> I got my very first... Um, first act acoustic guitar uh-huh. and my brother he's seven years older than me so he had an electric guitar and me and him would play on the coffee table in my living room for my mom and my dad and play a show every single night wow and we would like we but we'd think we would rehearse like some crappy songs or whatever and we would just go up on the little coffee table and yeah and think what we're playing but we're not we're yeah. just we knew i knew at that age 
I was going to do something to music. See, my my family kind of did something similar. Me and my younger brother and sister were like the the white Jackson Three as kids, you know, <laughs> yeah. performing yeah. for all of the for all of our relatives a cappella, yeah. you know, yeah. and doing little stupid dance steps. I'm so glad that there wasn't like iPhones videotaping yeah, that. Exactly. I I used to have hit clips, and I used to plug them in, and I play it, and then I would like lip sing and lip move to like the Backstreet Boys, like Bye Bye Bye, nice for my mom. Very, very cool. All right, same question for Christy. I love that we have everybody here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, okay, my earliest memory, okay. Basically, when I was seven, I started piano. And, like, I'd ask my music teacher, like, when am I going to play the hits on the radio? Like, when's that going to happen? So, eventually, it went from piano to I started learning bass. Do you remember the first song that you could play in its completion when you were taking the lessons, the stupid songs? Like Probably. when I was taking piano lessons, I learned The Entertainer. Oh, the old... well, like Mary Had a Little Lamb, Twinkle, Twinkle. Oh, oh well, okay. Those little classics. But on bass, I remember The White Stripes, uh, Semination Army. Oh. That was classic. God, how young are you guys? Unbelievable. The White Stripes part of your childhood. That's incredible. <laughs> and all right, let's move on to, to Paige and um, find out a little bit about how you first got started with drums. Um, Get right up on that thing, don't be shy. I started playing drums around nine years old, but I grew up with rock influences in in music with my dad. He'd always play classic rock music and I just grew to love it. And Led Zeppelin is actually a really, really big influence on my drumming. And I heard John playing the drums and I was like, that's something I really, really wanted to do. Wow, so getting in the studio with him must have just been Mm -hmm. intense to work with Jason, wow. Mm -hmm. And I think he started even younger than that with his dad. That's uh, very, very cool stuff. And Julie, finally, we're going to find out about your earliest influences. What's your earliest memory of hearing music and going, wow? Um, I don't really remember that far back. Uh, (laughs) I remember when I was little, I was about five. I wanted to play guitar, and then my dad got me a guitar, and I just never did it. And then I actually started taking drum lessons, and that only happened for like a couple months. And then I stopped doing that. And then about a year later, when I was like nine... I started taking keyboard, and I just fell in love with that, and I just, that's how that started. Wow. So, so the, you're, um, you're you, um, I guess, some of you can play several different instruments and stuff, right? Yeah. So you, you can play more than what well, you still do a little bit of the drumming here and then, or no, or you just lost really. interest? No? Yeah, just lost interest. Who else um, can play multiple instruments? Me. I can play electric and upright bass as well. So Marissa, and do you ever miss playing an instrument? Are you lead vocalists? you know, exclusively when when the band or? For the most part, but then on a few songs, I'll pick up the bass and oh, cool. sing at the same time. And then at school, there's a big music program in my school and I play bass and jazz band, orchestra and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But still rock is my All right, well, love. we're going to get right to it and listen to some of this music and then talk about the uh, creation of it and a little bit of the stories behind it. Actually, let's do that before we play one of them. We're going to... Um, there's a four-song EP called Siren, self-titled, and it is a part of what's going to be a full album project. And the very first song on this is a song called Dirty Little Lies. Um, Marissa, why don't you go ahead and tell, tell us a little bit of the story about how this song was created. Or, were you one of the writers? Do you guys write together, or is uh, there one writer responsible for this one? When writing a song's our real philosophy, it's a collaborative process. You know, everyone has a fair part in it. You know, so no one's left out. And that's definitely the cool thing about us. There's not one real writer. Because that cool. would be a little. Like, basically, when we get, like, the general song together, like, we'll jam on it. We'll jam. And then, like, all the little parts will come together. All the little intricate little necessities yeah, of the we song. Always, 
we always tend to have a, a foundation with like chords and a melody and we'll then elaborate as we, as it like we all add our spin to it. Like I know wow. Julie will later on add, you know, some cool string parts and she'll come up with her own sounds. And same thing with Christy, she'll come up with her own bass lines and guitar parts, drum parts, everything's very, yep. it's, it's original. And what you guys are describing is really the root of what made classic rock what it is, the band collaborative effort, the whole thing of everybody. You guys are even answering the questions together. Like, like it's all <laughs> one group effort. It's really fantastic. And that's obviously amounts to a great signature for you guys that you have your own sound and it's not really cornered into just one writer's vision, you know, created by everybody. All right. So dirty little lies. Um, Pass the microphone to whoever first came up with the original idea of this and where it went from there. Dirty Little Lies. Whose whose story are we hearing? <laughs> <laughs> are we? I mean, is it anybody's story in particular? Well, it's not. It's a story of somebody else. Yes, yeah, it's not if, a story of um, us. You listen to the song and the lyrics and you pay attention. It's actually about a woman who, you know, the late 80s, you know, Sunset Strip. And how she thinks that, you know, she's trying to make a dream out of herself and thinking, oh, I'm going to go to L.A. and be able to make this dream. And, you know, because I'm in L.A., you be know, a movie star, be a movie star. And it turns it up. turns to the other side of things yeah. where, you know, her life becomes on the pole. Excellent. So. Complete with a very powerful riff to hear Sire and its dirty little lies in the Bill Murphy show.
Dirty Little Lies from Siren on the Bill Murphy Show. They're here in the studio live playing it for us and telling us all about it. It is a, uh, I can tell from listening to this, it's really an all for one and one for all kind of deal with you guys. I love how, you know, when we tried to set up the interview, it's like, oh no, the whole band has to be there. We have to have the whole band. We can't have, you know, just one or two people on the phone or anything. You guys are all representing equally and evenly and, and, to, and together as one. I think that's going to keep you guys together for a long time you know as uh when you guys work together like that it tends to really create a bond all right i want to start with katie and talk about those guitars tons of guitars in there was that the first time that you ever had to like layer guitars over each other and then kind of do a double that had to mirror the part that you played how much work did that take did you find it uh, challenging actually before i mean we got into the studio uh with jason and before we laid down all these tracks we've had a couple of I guess run through like sort of sessions where at home we would monkey with Pro Tools 8, you know, in uh, Paige's studio. Um, and we would monkey with it. We would play, lay down different tracks, lay down different solos. I mean, I had so many lead tracks before that one final lead track. That's and, cool because then the, and <clears throat> Jason must have appreciated that you took some time to work oh, on that before, yeah. you know. And it was a big um, decision making process, I guess, um, as to how many tracks I wanted for if I wanted to double this or if I wanted to double that. What you're hearing is pretty much just doubling of maybe three tra- three different tracks. One being the rhythm, one being the and the other being the solo. And oh, but there had to be two. There has to, I, like, there has to be more than one track of that rhythm in there, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're hearing three individual different tracks, but what I've done was I doubled three. So it, essentially you have six. Oh, okay. All right. So you doubled yeah. all three parts. Yes. Well, not, so the, not, you, not the solo. What, what it helps is, especially for the rhythm, it helps, it gives you that, that simultaneous, like as if there's two different sure. tracks instead of him going copy, copy and paste. So oh, yeah. he, we actually recorded. So you get that, sure. that, that same type of effect. No, that copy and paste uh, technique yeah. doesn't really work. That doesn't Mm-mm. sound organic. So that's really, really cool that you did that. And, and it sounds big. It does sound like you have like three, four guitar players in the mm-hmm. band and that, that's, that's the way we make records these days. Uh-huh. It's great. And then that, so the solo, how many times did it take for you to get that one down? Well, I had a, I had a definite like idea. The, this, the wah, I wanted that sound. I wanted that slash, you know, Guns N' Roses kind mm-hmm. of solo and that in your face type of thing from that eighties, because that's what we were essentially trying to capture in that song. Right. We were trying to capture that sound. And so I had a, I had, I had a bunch of influences about like how I wanted to start it, what I wanted the run to be, what I wanted. But when it actually boiled down to it, it all got thrown out the window when I actually sat down in the chair and did it. Because yeah. when, I got, when I sat down in the chair, I was like, what does... Okay. And, yeah, like, and you know what? It's true because once you sit down and you're hearing what the track has got yeah. on it so far, it kind of can, in, it can, you know, spark a lot of influence yeah, for gets, new stuff. Yeah. Your, your mind sort of gets like replenished after Very that. You're cool. just like, holy crap. Now, there's a lot of Led Zeppelin influence for sure on that track <laughs> in particular. A lot of... Uh, Marissa is very, very cool. I, I pictured you like sort of making Robert Plant poses and stuff while you were singing that. Did you get to feel natural and like have a handheld when you did that? Or were you in a in a vocal booth standing up and being all, you know, formal and official? During the recording process? Yeah. Well, there was a mic on a stand. I didn't in Jason Bottom Studio there's no real vocal booth. Okay. But so you just recorded in part of the live room, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to picture this. But, you know, when you're in the zone, you're in that mood, everything, it's almost like everything doesn't exist, and you just, you're loving every minute of it, yeah. and you're in your own world. And it's Boy, you guys. A wonderful Jason's feeling. Studio is so, it's basically, 
it's a barn that yeah. he converted into his studio and mm-hmm. he padded it and you know he it was it's it's really cool though and it's so open and it's so it's actually con- you connect more because mm-hmm. it's like we're all in there and everything's so open the drums are all mic'd the the amps are in your face i mean it's just so cool and he has like that little computer off to the side where he you know does all the operating and stuff but you really it's it's really cool yeah it's it, really it, cool i want to get into whole, how you guys record i went sort of backwards i should have started with the rhythm tracks and talked about how you guys did that and how much of it was live but we've spent way too much time in this before talking about the event that you guys have coming up on saturday and uh we're talking about uh saturday the 12th and this it, saturday yeah this saturday coming up well some of some people are probably listening to this weeks later, and if so, I'm so sorry you missed it, but there's a big CD release party at Cool Fest, and if you're going to be Googling, it's Q-O-O-L Fest at Hard Rock Miami, that's in Bayside, and you guys will be doing a set around 8 o'clock, and it, it, it coincides with the CD release party of this EP that you have, and I guess you're very, very excited about that, so folks... Um, for more information on that, you know, you can Google Hard Rock Miami and, of course, Siren and Cool Fest. Remember, it's with a Q. And uh, go check them. Guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really try to make it down there. I'm trying to think about what I have going on Saturday. And if I, can, if I don't have a prior commitment, I will go down and see you guys in action. All right. So now we're going to talk to uh, Paige and Christy and Julie and find out about how much of this the rhythm tracks that are there were recorded live, I guess, from what how you're describing Jason's studio and the setup. And, of course, uh, Gary Vandy's here. We're going to talk a little bit about how you guys got uh, hooked up with him and with Jason. But I, I know, obviously, the when we're especially in rock and roll, it's very important that you do as much as you can together. So I'm hoping and I'm assuming and listening to the track, I'm assuming that you guys did the drums and bass together when you recorded. Actually, the drums were recorded put, first. Yes. So he had me record the drum part first, and then and then next went the bass. Yeah. Okay, but the bass was next. Did you at least have bass playing when you did the drum? Oh, we sort of had like recorded like we had a scratch a, yes. tape okay. of all of us playing, and then I just recorded my part with that like in the background, wow. so I knew where everything was. Very cool, because it does sound very natural considering that you did that. Because you know these days, I mean, I have a it, it's just one of my pet peeves to have. You know, everything's so individually recorded. It, it, it's really hard to capture that live, natural sound of you guys if you don't really do that. But you guys really pulled it off there. Um, and Paige, was this um, one of the first times that you've actually recorded with, with a drum set, the whole set, and, uh, you know, in a whole situation like this? Um, Properly, yeah. I mean, I've recorded right. in a couple of, like, garage studios, but this one was, like... An actual proper like recording mm-hmm. when I did the first one, so it was really cool to do it. And boy, at such a young age, you guys sounds like you have a, a a whole lifetime of experience. It's very very cool. You're talking like you're t- all ten years older than you are. Uh, very impressive. Also with us here is Gary Vandy, who's um I guess what did you Gary on this one? You, and Gary, of course, is of old Studio Center fame and is a big staple here in South Florida music scene. And when you when we you guys showed up, we were talking about how tightly knit the whole music scene is everybody down here. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. We all have less than six degrees of separation. So um, how did you get involved with these guys in the first place? Tell us a little story. And and what role did you play, if any, getting them hooked up with Jason Bonham? I know I didn't. They actually had met Jason before they came to me. Uh, I met them through my partner, Hector, uh, who's my studio manager at Studio Center. Um, and they had come with, the, with their rough mix. And... Uh, 
at that point, I was listening to it, and I guess that they needed somebody to mix the takes. Mm -hmm. And so they brought it to me to mix, basically. Uh, we did a little bit of recording, but basically my role in this was to, to mix the entire CD. Um, uh, the minute I heard it, I knew what it was. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just you know, very seldom do you see sock and rock and rock and roll with a feminine twist. I mean, you know, yeah. and, the, and these girls, if they were guys, I would still like it. I mean, they're, they are hard-hitting rockers. And uh, their attitude in the studio and out of the studio is the and, same. And a lot easier to look at than yeah, a bunch exactly, of guys, too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. and, uh, and the music is just natural. They're natural players. I mean, if you see them live, uh, when I saw them live, I actually wanted to see them live before I mixed it. And, uh, Which is an excellent idea. I always try to do that, and usually I'm disappointed. Right. But I realized that the, when I saw them live that my bar had been raised you know, to to make it what you wanted, I wanted to take all those individual tracks and and make it sound like they were on stage, which mm -hmm. was which turned out to be very easy because of the way they played it. Right. Because they know each other so well that the instinct, even playing solo in, inside the studio, their instinct is to play the same way they would as if they were together. Right. And, and that's the yeah. thing I'm most impressed about it is that you guys aren't this just this manufactured. Uh, auto-tuned and edited band that somebody just created, you know, in L.A. or Nashville somewhere. It's it's actually you've captured what you guys are live, and I'm from the way you're talking. It's really it sounds to me like you guys really took it upon yourselves to prepare. It, you don't know. I mean, Gary, you know, can relate to this how how you have to just tell bands over and over again. It's so important that you the pre-production, the rehearsing, and make sure that you know exactly what parts you're playing before you come in. And you guys did this, and you know. It, is, it sounds like it was a lot more disciplined process than bands 10 years older than these, that. These girls rehearse like crazy. That's awesome. I mean, we're getting ready to start the rest of the album, and, you know, I've, I've shown up a couple of times for rehearsals, and I'm going to start going a lot more now. And you go to the rehearsals, and you just realize that that spark's already there. Right. You know, and they're working on the songs, but the, the, actual, the actual energy of the song is already there. Mm -hmm. and, and it makes, you know, producing or recording these guys, I mean, it's going to be a blast. And they're yeah. all going to be in the studio with my studio. Okay. That's going to be all live. And if we have to replace parts, we'll you do, do it as later, much of the rhythm tracks as you yeah, can. I have at a once. giant room, and it's, you know, they're going to all go through the SSL very at good. the same time. I'm and very we're proud gonna, of we're you. Gonna do, we're going to do the old fashioned rock and roll, which is my favorite thing. <laughs> and I think these guys are just going to blow it right out of the wall. Well, I'm looking forward to the uh, the DVD of the making well, of the siren. You're album. invited. All right, excellent. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I would love to, love to come you're, in and sit. You're more than welcome to come in. How impressive would that be for a date? Hey, come on, we're going to go check out these guys recording and uh, yeah. kind of sit back and hang out and watch you guys in action. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, Gary, it's very, very impressive stuff. I mean, I um, now let's get into the how, who could do the best job of telling us how you got involved with Jason Bonham, who knew him, and how did he get, uh, how did he make that happen? Um, my dad met him in, I can't remember where he was flying, but he found him, he met him in an airport, and he sort of just got talking to him. It was when he was a foreigner. And he told him, oh, my daughter's in, you know, and my daughter plays the drums. And one of the first songs that she played was How Many More Times by Led Zeppelin. Wow. And, you know, he signed something for me and they sort of exchanged like emails and stuff like that. I hear he's a very, and this is another example, a very approachable guy and very mm -hmm. down to earth. Oh, so nice. He's very down to earth and he's really, he's really great to hang out with and talk to. So, you know, he just started to try and help me out with the band thing. And then he, you know met the rest of Siren and he really wanted to work with us and help us out. So it started out sort of with a little individual relationship with you mm -hmm. and him and then you kind of passed it along. And so um, do you remember the first time that he heard the band and, or the first initial reaction from him that he, his impressions of the band? How did that happen? You sent him a, a demo CD and then he got back to you? Um, I can't really, I think the first show that he saw was in Weston it was Taste of the West. And How nervous were you guys playing when you knew he was going to be there? 
Not real, not very, I guess. You would have never I known he was there. Yeah, I didn't even know he was there. And then, Incognito. Um, then I was, and then Paige's dad, he, she, he said, this is Jason Bonham. And I was just, that's uh, him. <laughs> He's cool. You know, that's, and I couldn't believe that my that I was meeting him. This is a Dude. testament to how timeless classic rock is because at your age, for you guys to be that awestruck by J- Jason Bonham, the son of legend John Bonham mm-hmm. is just yeah. like, uh, it. It just, you know, so timeless. It's ridiculous. Uh, my brother was, is a teacher at School of Rock in New Jersey, and he was director for a Led Zeppelin show. And he went to, he got to bring the whole class that was doing the Led Zeppelin show to a Jason Bonham show, to a sound check and all that. And what I'm hearing from you guys is exactly what I heard from him about how he was so approachable, talked to all the kids, was very encouraging. And, uh, you know, it, that's a, it's a relief to hear that about Actually, he like invited him. us to um, one of his own shows, Led Zeppelin Experience, which my belt buckle sake <laughs> unbelievable so you guys all saw yeah. that together yeah. yeah it was amazing it was a brilliant i didn't even see that best concert so i've ever been to certainly that's intense all right well i all i got was some iphone little videos and pictures of it from my friends <laughs> that very, went and said sorry you wish you were here and i was like oh man it's worthwhile so i really yeah. missed out on that one all right so we're gonna play another tune from uh, siren and hear the story behind the music this is uh you don't know track two. I mean, I just arbitrarily picked tracks one and two um, from what you guys are telling me. It's and from what I'm hearing from it, I'm sure the other two are just equally as good. But we're going to showcase two of them and tease everybody into getting the the album or the EP uh, to find out and hear the rest of it. So tell me a little bit about you don't know. Is there any sort of story about how that one got started? I don't think it's just one story. It's it's really anybody's story. You know, how often do you hear, you don't know who I am, you don't know what it's like to be me. Mm-hmm. All of these, it's just a phrase that's just used by just so many people and you know, just listening to it, you can relate it to anybody. It could be a story between a parent and their kid, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Right. One so. of those ubiquitous sort of... Uh... catchphrases that everyone uses. All right, let's hear more of Siren. This is You Don't Know. They're live in the studio on The Bill Murphy Show.
You don't know. Siren on the Bill Murphy Show, and they're live in the studio. All right, that's it. Next time you guys come in here, I want it to be, um, you know, sometime after you get the rest of the album done. No excuses. You guys are going to play live here. What we'll do is we've got so many of you that we'll put, like, two of you downstairs, three of you up here. And Uh-oh. You guys look worried about that. You want to be able to no, see each other, right? Yes, well, we only have limited room in here, but, you know, we'll set up drums and stuff downstairs, have drums and bass down, and we'll, we'll all be able to communicate. We're so, skinny. We'll all fit. We're you got yeah. all right. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say you weren't skinny. Huh? <laughs> Let's not get into that. Skinny. All right. Well, no, you can do. We'll do the electronic <laughs> drums. We'll get some nice sampled sounds going in here. It'll be. Oh, trust me. You're making a face. You will like it. You'll be very impressed. Okay. I got this very very impressive uh, drum software called Superior Drummer. It's really really sound. It sounds pretty cool. And we'll give you plenty of time to rehearse. Okay. Don't don't look. You guys look all scared about <laughs> doing this. We were the ones who came in here ready to play for you on acoustic, on our, you know, Patty Whack. Well, we could do that, but I really want to... <laughs> well, why don't you do that? That sounded pretty good. All you right. can play drums on your... Uh... Everyone, pick an instrument. Yeah. What's the third song on the album? Go ahead and do a little bit of it. <laughs> the rest of the band is looking at you like you're crazy. I'm waiting for my part. Yeah, yeah, me too. My part comes in way later. Listening to the. Let's do the other one. All right, that's Siren live in the studio. Terrific job, kids. Um, listening to this, all right, seriously now, listening to this, it's it, it's like one thing I can say about listening to you guys is that rock and roll is alive and well, and we're glad to hear that this new generation, or at least some of the new generation, is appreciating the roots of uh, rock and, the timeless rock and roll that's out there and um, kind of expanding on it, and but, but keeping a lot of the integrity of it intact. It's, so, it's amazing to me, but li- listening to this, the... the, the texture of the sound that you have sounds like you guys are all not that you look it but you guys all sound 30 40 years old so it's, it's really really impressive um all right so we want to reiterate about this cd release party and it is um for for most of the record that's uh being worked on right now it's an ep four songs and it's the self-titled debut ep from siren it's going to be 
Uh, Hard Rock Miami, Saturday night, the 12th at uh, uh, Hard Rock Miami Cool Fest, Q-O-O-L Fest. And you can see them play at around 8 o'clock. Normally, these uh, gigs with lots of bands, you end up running late, but you guys are one of the first bands. Are you the first band? So I believe we are the first band, yes. You should be on time then, for sure. Also, for um, another way to get information about us, order our EP, know when our next concert is, please check out our website, sirenband.com. It's been a pleasure to have Marissa, Katie, Christy, Paige, Julie, and producer Gary Vandy of Siren, South Florida-based rock and roll band. Um, you know, one of the things that this show does is we're trying to put a stamp on the uh, South Florida music scene, and you guys are a great shining example of it, and we're really, really proud of you. And like I said, the invitation is, stands for you guys to come in and perform live when you do the, when the album is complete, and then we'll have a we'll bring this whole thing to a, another level, and we'll hear how much more you guys have uh, matured <laughs> as rock and roll musicians. Any other thing you want to plug? Anything else going on besides the CD release party? At the CD release party, the first twenty people to come to our table after we perform uh-huh. will get a. F- Free autograph, fully autographed fully CD autographed by, all, CD five by members. all five members. Okay, so only only 20. offered to the first twenty. Only offered to the first twenty. So. Mention that they heard you on Bill Murphy's show and come to the table, well, and you'll get a free autographed EP. There you go. Pretty That's impressive. Good. Do I get one? Will you, you autograph? Will you autograph my copy for sure. me? Sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, you guys, for coming out, and um, I look Thank forward to seeing you Saturday Thank night. You. Look forward to having you back here. And um, you guys all got Facebook pages and stuff, right? Yes, yeah. we also have a Siren Band Facebook page, which you can find on our website. All and right. please like us on Facebook. I'm expecting a link to this show on your Siren Band Facebook page and all of your individual pages. Absolutely. Telling everybody how much of a great time you had and how much a great interviewer Bill Murphy was. Of course. (laughs) How much fun you had. Again, we really appreciate it. That's Siren, making South Florida proud. Check them out at sirenband.com. And if you like this, pass it along to your friends by posting the link on their pages and sharing and spreading it around like you have been doing that has turned this show into the success that it is. Again, we really appreciate it. Thanks for liking and sharing, and we'll catch you next time. Say goodbye, girls. Bye! to the Bill Murphy Show podcast for free at iTunes. You can post comments about today's show, listen to archived episodes, and like the show on Facebook by visiting BillMurphyShow.com. A presentation of Bill Murphy Productions.